Welcome back to Mishbachah's Take Two, where the personalities, the names, the faces you're familiar with from the pages of the magazine come to life. Rabbi Mendy Katlaski was never actually featured in Mishbachah magazine as an article because he doesn't want to be featured in an article. He's that sort of guy. But at the same time, the activities he's involved in and the movement he's involved with is extremely public. So we have, over the years, done different articles, smaller things with him. Mendy, it's, it's always been a pleasure to talk to you, always been enlightening, always been refreshing, but you admit that you have this kind of, this paradox where publicity is important to what you're doing. Mendy Katlaski, son of Amisha Katlaski, Mendy works as, uh, what's the official title? Executive Director, Merkos 302. It's a big umbrella, doing a lot of different things for Merkos Shlichas, which is the formal body, is that correct, of the Chabad Shluchim all over the world? So it's the educational it? arm of the Lubavitch movement, uh, one of the three organizations that the Friedrich Rebbe gave to his son-in-law when he came to America to run, and that was the umbrella through which the Rebbe established many educational projects. Uh, what is most popular is the Shlichus Network, but there are a lot of other different uh, points and projects of America. stuff we've talked about, talked so about in the magazine we, has always been as it pertains to the Shlichus, which is an army. So yeah, we're involved in the Shlichus part of America's Leon and Chinuch. Yeah. Tell me about yourself. Let's, let's step back a minute. So I was saying, hey, you never are really comfortable being featured and being publicized. You like to stay behind the scenes, but at the same time, you don't have that luxury of being behind the scenes because what you do is completely out there. Right? I have the luxury. I have, don't have the luxury of saying no to time with Shirley Besser. That's, well, um, that's no, really you, what got me here. You your, know, your to, talk, to talk as an interview is me talking, but to have a conversation with one of my dearest friends, um, um, I couldn't say no. You work for your father, with your father? Uh, I make trouble, and he has to clean up the and mess. And he cleans up the trouble. Uh, that's what it is. But no, it, yeah, for, look, it, it's, you know, when I talk to other people that work with, for, under, because of, in the business of their father, it's very hard for me to relate to. Baruch Hashem, I was blessed with an amazing father who constantly reminds us and allows us to make mistakes, but really he always tells us how he's working for us. Uh, to be successful, we're all working for the Rebbe and for the Shluchim. So he doesn't have that aura about him in that context. He really empowers people, delegates, enables, lets you try, and Baruch Hashem, the within proof the is in the pudding. Within the organization, within many organizations. He's like, the leader of the organization, your father? There's our office, which is Mercus 302. Uh, that's a innovation hub and a kind of backbone organization for the world of Shlichus. But you also have the JLI, the Roar JLI, Jewish Learning Institute, uh, that he is the chairman of. You have Chabad and Campus, which is a department in of its own right. You have Karen Oshlochem. These are all more or less outreach organizations. Or these are all central strategic pieces of the Shluchim Global Network that my father has been involved in, I think now coming up almost 50 years. Uh, Baruch yeah, Hashem. Father is, father so establishing Maybe new places. We'll get him in here if we could get him in, in America for you, more than... You could try. Well, he's been in America the last couple of months. He hasn't been traveling. He's being careful, but for that reason... Could Has be your anywhere. travel schedule changed, or you're still you're still completely? Moving? I mean, the the world changed, and really, in, it's an, enabled us to do amazing things. Uh, you know, somebody told me, and it resonated with me, that COVID didn't change anything; it only sped things up. You know, businesses that were supposed to close closed faster. People, businesses that were supposed to grow grew faster. People that were supposed to. I have pass, so many questions. You know? so my head is spinning, but, I, so go but ahead. I, let me just jump to this. Chabad on campus, if there's no students on campus, like, how does that even work? Or a Chabad house, you need the minion, you need the people, everything just goes to Zoom, it's not the same. So, Especially if you're engaged in outreach. If there's any organization that should have shut down and been affected by 
the last couple of months or almost a year, coming up on a year, Chabad would be the one. I mean, we bring people together, minyanim, Friday night meals, holiday parties, in brick and mortar. And yet, Baruch Hashem, because at the core of what Shluchim do and at the core of what the Rebbe set up is to empower and cure for people in whatever their needs are, teaching them Torah, to feeding them and everything in between, once we saw the change, and we saw it early on, we had to cancel a 1,200 people trip to Israel. We, Baruch Hashem, we got that CT in Times Square. That was the last big event. We had to cancel quite a few Shabbatons. We had Juku champions, young children competing in Torah things that were supposed to come together. We had to cancel that week. And what happened was, at the end of that week, I'll give you one example, Hebrew schools started realizing they're going to have to close. And Imagine North America, we have close to 800 Hebrew schools. This is the kids' only interaction with Yiddishkeit. Thursday, we found out that everybody's basically closing down brick and mortar. Matzah Shabbos, we had three interactive, engaging, virtual Hebrew school classes up online being used. We went from zero online presence in the Hebrew school space to 40,000 people in the first three weeks. And that's ever since? You've sustained that through COVID? We, we had to, re so part of what we had to do was actually, our goal is to support Shluchim and engaging their community, like you said. Other institutions have an issue where once you're going virtual, why am I staying in Tucson, Arizona, if I can tap into New York's uh, high holiday service, right? It's much more interesting, they're investing much more. Uh -huh. We created a model where it's all about the Shluchim engaging with their community, keeping them involved, also and giving them- the Zoom Rosh Hashanah, Tzkiyas. Rosh Hashanah you can, but you can create a box and share it with people that they can engage and build their family. Basically, it, what happened through the corona period was instead of 5,000 Chabad houses closing down, another 30,000, 40,000 opened up. We brought Yiddishkeit into the house, the do-it-yourself Okay, Yiddishkeit. to be fair, Chabad was a little bit, uh, either you could say ahead of the game, depending on what your uh, lean on Chabad is, but you guys were way ahead with technology. You were onto technology when other people was still uncomfortable. I mean, the Rebbe was letting videos, Fabregans be videoed. It, it's, it's a little bit, the answer is yes, but no. It's not about technology. The Rebbe is of the opinion and spoke about it many times and quoted it many times that anything the Abishta created, what do you create it for? For the Goyim to use. He created it for, the, for Yiddishkeit. So any tool you have at your dispense, you have to use for the base of Migdash. Gold was created for the base of Migdash and everybody else got to use it. Anything that exists in the world is, exists for us. It exists okay. to teach Torah. Okay. So know, I'm not here to debate or not no, debate. You can no, hear the other but, side also. Whatever. My point is the approach. So therefore, anything that we, any opportunity we have to engage, be it technology or anything, we're going to use to bring people you know, closer and No, but I'll give you an example. A lot of the, the more yeshiva schools or whatever term we'll use, um, had a big debate. So we let the kids have tablets, we don't put the kids on Zoom, but on the other hand, to learn on the phone, it has no, kid can't connect with a Rebbe or a Mora on her phone, and they went back and forth. You guys already made peace with this years ago. No. The, my, the, my, I my, saw the center in 770. We got to differentiate. The Shluchim school, the kids were learning wait, on, you gotta on tablets. But you got to differentiate. There's Chabad. Such a politician. No. Answers. Uh, I'm answering. I'm gonna get, you need to differentiate. There's Chabad as a community. Chabad as a kehillah. There's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of community, Crown Heights, Montreal, Toronto, you know the Chabad in, in, in Montreal, all around the world. I was in Florida now. There's Kihilis of my kids. We had the same debate in our schools, whether or not we're going to use tablets. When it comes to Shluchim's kids that are living in the middle of nowhere and the only connection they have, this for your and, kids. Many shluchim, it and, and, and it comes with, and, and we built in for safeguards for our kids. The, the, the kids in Shluchim's your kids, kids in Vietnam. Tablets or no? 
at the end of 100%. Uh, but in, in, you know, we built in safeguards. Shluch, I, I travel around the Shluchim in Vietnam and other places. The Shluchim's kids, it's not like they're on computers a whole day. It's not like my kids are on computers. The computers are used for a purpose. So there's a room and you go to school in this room. This is your classroom. Just like your kid goes to uh, a okay, yeshiva in a building. Here. What does no. that mean to be a shliach? That means, could I be a shliach? If I tell you, Wendy, I'm a Chabad shliach to Montreal. What does that even mean? Who, who decides? How does it work? Okay. You want the politically correct answer no. or the real answer? The real answer. You're going to get both. Um, <laughs> like this. First of all, in the core context of shlichus, the Rebbe would bring down from uh, the Rebbe, from, from, from the re-angle, there's different gedorim and shlichus. Whether or not it's considered, the shlich is considered so just doing a task for you. But there's the, the highest dargan shlichus, the shluchah shlodim kamoisi, to represent somebody. To be able to represent the Rebbe as if you are representing the Rebbe in this place, being plugged in in that location, there's a system for that. The Rebbe tapped people, the Rebbe created a mechanism where shliach is a shliach is a shliach. And for that, there's Merkaz Leonichinach, the body that oversees shlichas. Each country has a head shliach. New countries we're dealing now with, like, with Dubai or Seychelles. I don't even know what the name of that, that, that island is that has tens of thousands. My father in Merkaz Leonichinach, we, we have new mechanisms, but there's a system in place. The concept of shlichas. To empower every Jew. The Rebbe, this was the Rebbe's, this was the Rebbe's calling from Basi Lagani, Tafshin Yiralf, the first Mimer. If you look at the end of the Mimer, I found it fascinating. The Rebbe brings down over there Al Tikriva Yikra Elevayakr, that Avramavinu made people call out in the name of the Abishtar. Right? The Rebbe says there's something fascinating. The Rebbe says that until the person you reach, that you taught olive bays, doesn't go out and teach somebody else olive bays, whatever that olive bays is, the mitzvah, and he doesn't share that with anybody else, your, vayik, your, your vayikra is not complete. You will not understand it, you will not be connected until the person you touch okay, touches somebody that's else. That's the politically correct answer? That's, that's, that's the I real hope. answer. Actually, right, but I have a question. What, what does that mean? Somebody decides they're your shliach. Are you okay? Are they a chabad? Whatever it means. Is it, is, it, is it a contract? Is it licensed? Is it? You mean if anybody opens up a coffee shop and calls themselves Starbucks, whether or not they're Starbucks? Right. No, there are many different brands of coffee. So who did you decide? Your father? You? There, is, there is an oversight. Who, I, so somebody comes to you. Who yeah. decides who goes where? So there's a, that's, a, that's the, you're I'm curious, for the so technical... This is what I do for a living. We, do, we tell people answers to the questions It's a boring answer. It's a technical answer. I think people watching it are probably interested. You know what? I won't tell you how to do, how to do right. uh, America, you know... Uh, no, no, no. I mean, it's, it's very simple. There are our countries, heads of state, there are regions, each every, area, actually, every person is given a place where he's responsible. What if responsible, two people want to go to the same place? Where he's responsible to reach every Jew. Once you go there, that's your responsibility. And Baruch Hashem, the reason why Shilchas grows this way is because on a local How level, when there's a need, in the world? 5,376, maybe 79 no, no. by now. Now, like, how does that work? The world is only so big, and there's a new generation who wants to be Shilchas. What do you do with them? How many Jews are we reaching today, realistically? Unfortunately, how many Jews are there that are not being reached in a real way? Okay. How many personal relationships can a person have? Right. Can you have 25 Talmidim? Can you have 100 Talmidim? 200? My father always says, there's 14, 16, 18 million Jews. Every 200, 500, or 1,000 Jews can use a, a rabbi. Are there, is there ever a tension between people who want to be question in the same is place? Money. The question is money. money. Meaning, meaning if, if all things considered, right, what's the Mashiach going to come? How does it work with the money? Forgive me. I'm a sheikh. How, do, how does a sheikh live? Uh, so, this, this. Okay, let, let's take an example. I'm going to Montreal, I'm opening up uh, Chabad. How, how does I come to Mendel? I'm a sheikh, I'm a sheikh, pay me. So, over there, the government pays, I think, no? Very easy. If you have enough yeah. kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you come to a place. So, by and large, the Rebbe set up Shlichus as an independent, each, each location is its own place. It funds Meaning, itself. 
not only funds itself, it's, 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 it's all built around knowing the local dynamics, getting the local people involved. It wasn't just about funding all because it's easier to, to, to create a decentralized type of organization, faster, bigger, and better. As much as I had this conversation this morning with one of our donors, if you go to a place and you have 100 people supporting you, that means you're needed there. They, they see the value. Versus if there's money coming in from the outside, now, at the same time, I always tell people, like, Chabad has a business model. It's not the conventional business model. It exists, but it's not the regular Fortune 500. So if you're looking at it from a business perspective, you're not going to understand it because it doesn't make sense to have people dedicating but their at lives. The same time. At the same time, I have to say this because if not, I'll get into big trouble. We do have certain funds, not certain many funds, when it comes to establishing new places. There are probably over 2,000 locations that we helped, seed money. that we seeded the first three, four years till they got yeah. off the ground. When it comes to Yom Tovim or extra expenses, a Simcha fund at different times, yeah. when there is funding around, we, we do that. It comes Hanukkah now, we actually, because of Corona, we put together a substantial amount of money to send Hanukkah gel to people that normally wouldn't need our help and wouldn't want to take a handout, but it's a very nice way of giving it. Because uh, when when there's, I guess the Shluchim are offended, because their funding comes a lot from live. They're doing now. There's a combination. But they're not getting, probably. Right. So we're there's actually no pushing now, like, we'll give you the teach a man to fish type of model. End of year, a lot of people didn't want to do end of year campaigns. They didn't think they can approach their people. We haven't been in touch with necessarily all of them. And we put a tremendous focus, giving them support, marketing materials, and pushing Shluchim to do end of year campaigns, so like that, to drive them into a place where they, they have incentives to go back to their people and raise money. Obviously, emergency situations all the time. And then a lot of times we, we do get the big people that come and say, you know what, I have today, I can build 150 McFoyce in places that need McFoyce if I had $30 million. But when you have a donor who comes to you, how do you know which Chabad I should get the money? Somebody says, I love Chabad, I love what you're doing. I'm on sure? WhatsApp. Yeah, so, so we know everything on WhatsApp. So you know right away who, no, who has an emergency, who has a crisis. Like I said, we, we're not, we, we, we Baruch Hashem, it's a very small world. There's very, very few places and people in the world that I'm not uh, indirect or one, you know, very close. No, I know this because I know in the magazine, I, I, you're a big fan to me. Whenever there's stories taking place in, in, in weird locales and things happen, I say, Mandy, who's, can you get me the person? Earthquake, a natural disaster, a, a, a volcano, you always have a, a shi'ah insight. Those are easy because that guy already reached out to us the day before. That he needs yeah. help. That he's, yeah, it usually takes a, you know, a couple of hours till you guys right, get You're usually the story, able to connect and we us. Usually get it. Um, which brings me to a little bit of a, of a, this is maybe a little raw. This is maybe, but it's an issue we should talk about. Sufficient friends oh, I'm not, uh, between us. I didn't want to be here to begin with, so anything you do is fine. You're doing fine. You're doing fine. No. Um, Sometimes we'll do a story on a place. So we'll say uh, we're doing a story on a Kailo or on a Kiev center in, pick a name, we'll say uh, Las Vegas. And we'll do, and we'll, you know, because we write about people who inspire, and there's a lot of inspiring people from all demographics and all communities who are doing incredible things, and the readers enjoy reading about them. And we'll get a letter inevitably, um, and a lot of online feedback via social media, saying, how did you leave at the Shriach? You write about this guy who has a Kailo with seven people. Don't you know that the Chabad Shriach has been there for 40 years? You ignore the whole story. You guys are rewriting history. Mishpacha magazine doesn't like Chabad. And, and you know, with the culture we live in, things spiral, and everybody's signing their names, and they don't even think about it. And when I was younger, I used to argue back, and I would say, we, we don't like Chabad, and I would show different issues in the magazine where we highlighted uh, not just Avraham and uh, not just Shalom but the work of the Shlichim. And sometimes, and then I realized there's no point. And I, we've had candid conversations about this over the years. And I told you um, that I don't see Chabad publications, and there are many of them, writing a lot about what's going on in Lakewood, in, in uh, Beis Medrash Gavaya, and I don't see them 
writing a lot about what's going on in New Square. So the, we have a balance in Mishpacha magazine. I think that every demographic will be represented over the course of the year. In every single issue, there's 20 different communities coming together, but it's not only going to be Chabad all the time. This is the conversation we have. What's your take on this? So first of all, I'm actually impressed that there's 50 or 100 or as many Chabad people reading the Mishpacha magazine that they actually... Way more than that. <laughs> that they're and actually writing, that they, actually, that they actually care. That's, that's impressive. It says a lot about uh, the inroads you've made. But to the point of the conversation, I see it a little bit Huge differently. Huge Baruch Hashem. Not just in Crown Heights, I, but Baruch Hashem. I know, I know, because I also get feedback when you uh, stick things in that are connected to us. Uh, at the same time, to me, look, this has been an age-old conversation. I see it from a very different light. Uh, you talk a place like, like, like Las Vegas. All right, we can tell you, talk about how, the connection. Well, we can talk about right? Las Vegas has a Shlechle for 40 years. For years before there was a Koilo there, any type of readership that you have or any location that they go to, and if there is no other Koilo to go to or there is no other organization, have it all the time. People call me. I need a, a, a minion. I need a meal. I need kosher food. I need a place to sit and learn for a few hours between meetings, whatever it is. Right? There's a Shliach there. People are using Chabad houses all, the, all over the world. I was in Bell Harbor, Florida. There was much, there was maybe 10% Lubavitch and Haredim, all different types of Haredim coming to Shul. I don't think the question over here is about whether or not we feature, I, I, don't, I don't see, I don't see Lubavitcher, I'm sure in the areas, let me put it this way, I have a friend that just uh, started learning Dafyoimi, Lubavitcher, and he sponsored a, uh, the one that I think was Erevin or, or Shabbos, he sponsored the, 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 the big CM in, in, in Lakewood, because that's the, the Magachir that he listens to and he appreciates it and he sponsors it. That type of thing actually got coverage within our websites uh, and, and, our, and, and our places. I don't necessarily know how many places you go to where Lubavitch is coming to a place where there is no Lubavitch that they go to use versus your readership that are going to places using Lubavitch, but then when it comes to covering it, okay, so all of a sudden it's forgotten. First of all, it's forgotten. If somebody's Hatzalah, and they, in Layla, and somebody goes down, then the heart attack, and the Hatzalah member's on site, and he's there two minutes later, and he's able to save the guy's life. Does he say after, um, I, I have to tell you the truth, I asked this guy for a loan, and he didn't lend me, he better give me next time. He says, no, I'm, tell, I'm here to save Jews. It doesn't make a difference what you do for me, I'm here to do for you. Kabad, Shluchim, I'm not here. You're not here to take, you're here to give. Isn't that what the Rebbe set up? So first, why, why is it first, fair first to expect of all, anything in the I don't think I don't think I've ever called you, and I hardly doubt the Shluchim themselves necessarily are the ones you chasing never it. You have called me, it's true. But there are the people, your readership is entitled to come and say, you know what, I have a cousin, a brother, a friend that lives in this place that invested sweat, blood, and tears. You're writing about the exact same thing that they're doing to make them as if they don't exist when they were the ones being used until other but people showed up. But that's paranoia. We don't make that, them no, Again, whether or not it's true, you're, right now we're talking about whether or not people have a right to feel that way. What's the truth? You'll make your editorial decisions and you'll decide. You know, the famous question, whether you pay your shotgun every time you have a baby or not. You know, I, I understand your question. At the same time, I don't think people are looking necessarily to be promoted, but I always, you know, my, my father always told me, he says, but when you throw rocks, throw the small ones. If I did you a favor, throw the small ones. Don't throw the big ones. I think in this context of conversation... Oh, publicity is important, especially they side their donors and side uh, to their people that are trying to reach. But. Again, there's publicity, and then there's showing up, again, if you want... It, when I, I know it happens to me often in the sense where you go and tell somebody, like you said, we have so much going on, then all of a sudden they read an article and you don't even exist. So you don't write and say, look, there is a whole operation, Chabad, this one is going to focus on something else. A lot of these articles are just like, this is the only game in town, you believe, this is all. Do you believe that there is a Haredi media bias against Chabad? What is Haredi? 
What did Haredi mean? And how Excellent. does that differ from Chabad? Uh, mainstream publication. I thought this. Hamodia, To me, like, this is like so 200 years ago. Like, I travel the world, I meet people I, from our donor base. I can tell you the types of people that donate. I was yesterday with a full on Lakewood, you know, type of guy that he was telling me stories about, you know, Reb Schneer and, uh, and, and, and that whole space, you know, the Bnei Brak boy who's supporting us, to the other extreme, to Chassidisha, to the Satmer friends that I have, and to the non-religious, to, you know, to the hedge fund managers. Like, I, the world has changed. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised to hear that there's even people that live in that world where there's a Haredi space versus a Chabad space okay. versus other space. Lubavitch, you didn't answer the question. But, nice. but to answer your question... Do you think uh, that someone said, oh, Lubavitch, too much Lubavitch? Do you believe that? First of all... Cover, too many Lubavitch covers in Europe. Uh, for, first of all, I happen to know it. I don't know. Well, you want a blanket statement. I won't make a blanket statement that all publications that you just mentioned do that. Uh, like you said, we know we have a very close relationship. I know your perspective. I know the, the approach, and, and, I, and I watch a lot of these things. But like I have a relationship with you, I do have relationships with other people in other media industries who told us clearly that I can't publish this because of A, B, and C. Because okay, of I have a question. Now, like this, but, and then, and so, then I, I can so, move away so from So that's, this. no problem. Uh, Shliach called me, very prominent Shliach. He said, uh, he wants to get, I think you were CC'd in all these discussions. We want to get Mishpacha and Avi Chabad has because they come in, students come in, and they're shocked to see that they're attractive, beautiful, sophisticated, mainstream publications that are Torah true. They never knew this. So not only are there articles about Hulcha Shabbos, there's articles that speak to my kids about science, about the world, about history, about politics, that are, he says, this is a Kiddush Hashem, we need to have this. But, um, you need to be more friendly to Lubavitch. I said, what do you mean? He says, last week you had an article about whatever Gadol it was, um, somebody who wasn't friendly to, to Lubavitch. He says, I, I, that, no you can't do that. I said, we can't, I'm not going to, hello, man, come on. Uh, do you think that's a, like a realistic demand? Ever? We're a Klaiswal magazine. There was Chukadez and Klaiswal always. There's Chukadez, there's two Samas, and there's two Vizhnitzes, and there's two Panoviches. Guess what? We cover everybody. Look, I, I think that you guys know your business well. I don't think if you ask me if you need a big statement that there's a, a bias. I, I get the conversation. I think you need to make the decisions that are right for you and for your readership. I think Lubavitch and Chabad is a very, very large potential industry for any of these things. Like you said, we're on the front lines of these places. It could be used. It's a decision you make, and then the shluchim get to make the decision whether or not they want to put it in every Chabad house or not. Okay, Based on, enough. you know, and, and we see this all the time. You know, it's another question then. Not about media. This is just about the, 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 the relationship between Chabad and the rest of, um, I don't want to use the word Haredi, but mainstream Orthodox Judaism. I was at the Knesset Shluchim more than once with a very prominent leader of a prominent firm organization, not Lubavitcher, and he's, he was in awe, as is everybody at the Knesset Shluchim. It's, it's one of the, the nicest and most authentic expressions of what it means to see courage and to see passion and to see enthusiasm in people who really believe in what they're doing. It's, it's a beautiful experience. He says to me, wow, wow, I look at this and I wonder, what are we doing wrong? He was saying about his own organization that our people don't, don't have that kind of passion for what they do. Do you look at other things outside Chabad and see that and say, wow, I'm impressed by things in other parts of Kaleisal? I th- a, 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 a thousand percent. I mean, why not? Like, I mean, like, who do you look at outside of Chabad and say, that organization, that person, that, that's an impressive idea, concept. I, I think that, I think first of all, you watch certain yeshivas and coils, the way they syndicated and came together to raise money and to support and to adopt and to, to certain campaigns and organizations, whichever one it is, but I'm saying there was a period of time it was fragmented, they came together and there's so much more about and so many more people involved. There's a lot of 
those types of organizations, even you solutions. You didn't adopt the thing also then, right? We discussed this. You didn't adopt Adopt Shliach maybe? No. You hadn't adopt something. We, adopt, we, you we, hadn't adopt we, concept we, after we that. Have, I don't know. If, if I remember the, teasing maybe, you about it. Could be, but nothing in a, in a no, very okay. real way. But, you know, that's on, on, one, on, on, on the one hand. I think there's a lot of very, very interesting, um, I think the way, you, if you want to talk about the, the uh, what, however you term that group, the way they're focused on, 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 on educating and keeping the, you know, the, the parameters and making sure that people are following the, their gedolim and, and listening to the piskei dinim and that type of stuff. I think okay. that's fascinating. I think there's a lot of the fascinating... Of, the stru- there's a lot of fascinating shliach, things. I know you can't answer this as a klal, uh, you know, obviously, but just off the top of your head, you see a lot of shluchim working in heroic situations and under difficult conditions. Who do you think about now and say, wow, this guy's going straight to Elam Haba? What sort of shlichus, which particular shliach, which location do you say, wow, that's, that's impossible? Everyone. Some have it easier, some have it harder. You know what? I, like I told somebody, I was in Florida, and they said, oh, you're moving to Florida. Also, the exodus. You know, I said, my Messiah Snefesh is to live in Crown Heights. Everybody has their Messiah Snefesh. Obviously, listen, when you come across people teaching Torah in you know, Duluth, Minnesota, or the, or the smallest, you know, the, uh, tow, like Tower, Tower, New Mexico, or Wyoming, Montana, uh, you have Idaho. You have in every state now? You're done? Yeah. yeah the yes. Shriach in North Dakota, South Dakota. And, they, and, they, and you know what it means that there aren't McFoy's in a lot of these places yet? And the traveling and the, 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 the issues and trying to teach people and people coming and, and teaching them Torah from Olive Bays. And then, what did, you know, what did they do and, and, then, and then can you imagine after you make someone about Shuva, they move out of town and you have to start from the beginning. You know how hard it is in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Yeah, you make a Balchuva and he moves to a big city and, uh, you know, it's, there's so many, every, every shliach, obviously, the big, and, then, and then even on a big scale, a lot of the people you look at and you say, wow, these guys are, they have it good, right? You know, it's it, the, the amount of investment in mysterious nefesh they have to put that smile on their face. Famous story with the Ruzhaner who walked around with gold, gold shoes and the bottom, the bottom was off. Some people know how to smile better, some people know how to tell the story better, but by and large, most shluchim, the, the sole of their shoe is off. It's connected to the ground, and they're, and they're, and they're, and they're sweating, and they're working hard. That's on top of taking care of their kindalach, and their, 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 their rebbitzins living in these places. And Baruch Hashem, the last 10, 15 years, as technology allowed us to But they didn't to have do a, a kindness this year. They must have suffered. That's you the only what? time they get together. But you know what? This is the Ebeshter is a gutta. If you, if you, if you, I don't know if you follow the kinnis at all. We always think, what's going to be that moment? And somebody actually called me and said, if you ever need a proof of Balabas, the need for the kinnis, we had a, what do you do from Malava Malka when Shabbos goes out in Australia to Alaska, 18, you know, almost 18-hour difference? So we did this, you know, virtual Zoom for Brangen that it was supposed to last one day and lasted eight days. You know, and it was fascinating. The Ebeshter gave the shluchim in, within the framework of what was needed this year and this time, the ability to connect with each other, the ability to, to, to have chizuk. Some people were in quarantine, they were able to be a part of it the whole time. Some people were driving their kids to carpool. But even for myself, I, I, I maybe did a half hour in the morning, half hour at night when I was walking, talking, doing other stuff. It was so powerful. That, that feeling that you have in the kinna's Big room that everybody says, they wow, had about it this year. Because I, I look at Shluchim, like, they miss their family, Simchas. They get, no don't get to go back home for a Shanim Kippur. No Sukkot. question for a lot of people, this is the one time a year they come to the oil, to the Rebbe, to Davin, to the Abishter to connect. This is the one time a year they see their families, one time a year that they eat a meal that they didn't cook themselves. It's not the one time a year they dive to the Abishter. 
the one time you, that they done by the oil to the oil to the it was pretty clear they do that to us today too with, uh, yeah okay. you know we saw it on zoom there were certain people that davened the pasha davened with the you saw it it was unbelievable people, people went, went to, to sleep no not people, to the not to well, the they would davening. I'm saying on the zoom there some places were locked down you're talking about places where people couldn't leave even if they wanted to so this was their lifeline but i'm talking about you look back at covid 2020 you're proud of, of your shluchim. You're proud of what was accomplished. You say I, you grabbed I, opportunity and you ran with it. Baruch Hashem. I, I'll give you one, one small thing that I, I'm watching at Hanukkah, and it's unbelievable to see just in Hanukkah. One of the things that we actually launched last year's kinnis was something called um, a mitzvah ambassador. Right? The Rebbe always says, every like we said before, every shluch can't reach every Jew. Empowering other people to own their Yiddishkeit, whatever their Yiddishkeit means to them. And this Hanukkah, this past Hanukkah. You're looking at like friar kids, public school kids, young professionals, millennials that people look at and you say goy, right? There are people, and they're they're literally they make a list of 33 Jewish friends they have and they're bringing them a menorah and you get pictures of people putting on tefillin with other people like you 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 don't. You, if they're wearing a yarmulke or not wearing a yarmulke is the conversation. The guy who's putting the tefillin on his friend, whether he's wearing a yarmulke or not. And, it's, and, it's, and, and, and then somebody got it and their cousin didn't get it and their grandmother needs it and people are reaching people. Shluchim are meeting new people. You imagine in, 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 today, in, in today's world, Corona world, Zoom, people meeting new people. And you can make a lachaim over Zoom? It's hard. That you have to be a chassid. Only a chassid can do that. You can be a chassid. When you become a chassid, uh, Was it so bad? Was it so bad to be here? It's pretty so bad. Nice. It was bad. Yeah. Thank you for coming, man. They always a pleasure. Baruch Hashem, give you a hey, look of father kaiches to continue doing what you're doing. You carry such as also wrap him. Amazing. Amen. Thank you for coming. But uh, if there's one thing that everybody, if any, if anybody's watching this, I don't know why they would, but maybe because of you, I guess not because of me. <laughs> So to inspire, to inspire anybody watching this, really. the positivity that no, but radiate but that you but radiate. It, but it's real. It's very real. This, this idea of what it means to be a shliach, to look at your business world, to look at the context that you have, to look at somebody who was not introduced to Torah, to mitzvahs, to Yiddishkeit, to learning. Pick a mitzvah. Pick one mitzvah. Pick ten mitzvahs. Share it with them. Bring them in. Beautiful. Get them to share it with other people. Let's make proud Jews. Let's start reversing the trends and the statistics and all those numbers that everybody's talking about and saying it's doomsday. I, after I saw what's going on this past year and how people are proud, they just need to feel that. My, my, we had a group, and I'll finish with this, from NYU, a group of students that came to the Shabbaton, the campus Shabbaton, year after year, and they, somehow or another, they ended up by us. And they had a song called Geshmak to be a Yid. Geshmak to be a Yid. And I tell you, my kids started singing it, and they, now it's a year over year. And my kid, I, my biggest nachas I had one day, I was my four-year-old kid was sitting and playing, and geshmak to be when it's geshmak to be a yid, all the rest is taken care of. For a guy who didn't That's want to it. come, and you managed to disseminate and get at your message beautifully. Thank you for being here, man. Right, now we just need money to pay for it. Always.